0: G'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Thursday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoskin breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, Dr. Hosk takes the mic uh, this morning. He's assessing uh, Michael Baker versus Ashley Bloomfield and their theories about how we should be um, uh, social distancing or masking up or what we should be doing. He uh, discusses the uh, progress of the vaccine developments and also uh, how effective any potential vaccine might be he knows all about this stuff. Um, and then we'll talk about what you are prepared to rent and what you would better off buying. But before any of that, uh, these victim impact statements that we've been watching all week. It's raised a few questions. Can I just say this? Uh, first of all, let me put this down on the table. And this is
1: the victim impact statements we've been watching and hearing for the last couple of days in Christchurch. Uh, obviously, we're dealing with very sensitive material and very sensitive times. And there but for the grace of God go, oh, most of us and who the hell would know how we would react if we ever had to deal with what the uh, the poor people in Christchurch were dealing with in these last couple of days, in the last 17 or 18 months. But it just struck me. As I was watching a couple in particular last night, the Australian headlines say this this morning, you should thank Allah, I didn't catch you. Powerful moment hero who took on the Christchurch mosque killer. Another one said, another headline said, the best use of the bird in New Zealand history. And I watched those two people yesterday, and I can't help but thinking that the most poignant moment came on day one when that woman said, I forgive you, because that's real power, and that's taking real power back. And a person like Tarrant or anyone in a similar position can't understand that sort of mentality, and therefore that's why they win and he doesn't. But to then watch yesterday, what really was just macho... I mean, and, 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 you know, I hesitate, you know, who the hell knows how we would behave. But to to look at men in court literally flexing their muscles, as we saw in one case, and giving the bird on another, to see violence propagated against a violent person in a courtroom of all places, I thought, if, if, if you can then walk out of the court and go, look, I feel better because of it, then good on you. But I thought, how ironic that when we react to violence through the court and justice system, we then promote more violence to deal with the violence, there's something seriously wrong there. And I'm not sure the media should have shown that, to be honest. And I'm not sure they, I mean, they're, the, they're in the position to argue otherwise, but I'm not sure they necessarily gained anything. By threatening violence against a violent man How do you gain by threatening violence against a violent man When the woman who said it all at the very start I forgive you I mean who won there eh?
0: Just a thought Yeah um, I was a bit worried about what Mike was going to say there uh, It was a bit of a minefield When you're talking about that particular case and Or indeed any court case for that matter But I think he's Made some reasonably valid points And I basically agreed with him I, I was watching that and I thought yeah, It's a bit of a A disappointing way to finish when things seem to be going so well at the beginning. Anyway, um, the other thing that's sort of been occupying our minds for, I don't know, pretty much all year now uh, is the virus, of course. Now, uh, Bloomfield's into uh, social distancing, Baker's into masks. Who's right? Right, the Bloomfield-Baker battle over masks
1: and social distancing, you have the crux of where this country is going wrong on the economic side of the COVID equation. One of the most overworked phrases from this government of overworked phrases is, there is no playbook. So if that's true, why would we not err on the side of common sense and progression and even an element of entrepreneurial risk? Now, one of the developments of the COVID coverage is you can now pick your specialist, right? You broadly speaking, know what the answer is, depending on what expert you pick. Michael Baker, Epidemiologist is without question one of the most conservative operators out there. He would have you in lockdown for the rest of your life. He would not be coming out of level three and level two this Monday. We need longer, he would argue. He's been like this all along. Bloomfield isn't seemingly as conservative, but cabinet papers have shown he's gone for longer lockdowns than the government ultimately decided upon. But now we're at a junction that is critical to the economy. And despite the fact the government seem less interested in the economy than they do the health side of the mixture... Uh, What they have said is, in another one of their overworked phrases, the best economic response is a good health response. And yet, Baker says masks mean more normality. Baker says with masks, you can fill a plane. Wasn't that the deal? With new measures, we get more freedoms, except it appears we don't. Why have mandatory masks if we don't get more freedoms? Fill the bus, fill the train, fill the planes. More people work, more people move, more bottom lines are positively affected. Jetstar is going nowhere. In New Zealand is heavily curtailed, can't operate commercially with empty middle seats. With masks, Baker says, fill those rows. Bloomfield says social distancing beats masks. Why? And why is he right? And Baker's wrong. So why does the government not look at every opportunity to leverage our so-called success and having minimal numbers? Like Australia and their international students still don't have an answer. Ask the question, still don't have an answer. Why they can and we can't. Unless you've concluded like I have, it's only because we don't want to. At some point, the economic carnage will loom so large and so dangerous, even this lot with their blinkered ideological blindness will no longer be able to ignore it. When you're more conservative than Michael Baker, that's setting new records and looking to go nowhere fast.
0: I really think it's best if we just never ever go out of our houses ever again. Let's get uh, 5G, let's get 6G working, so the internet works properly and we won't actually have to. Uh, Now... If we do want to go not just out of our house, but out of our country, we're going to need a vaccine, aren't we? How are they coming along? And as far as
1: that vaccine I alluded to, uh, what they're doing is they're starting human trials in Australia on an antibody therapy, and they're doing it next year. So what you've seen with the vaccine, if you've been following this, early on, remember they were talking September? You know, we could get a vaccine by September this year. Remember that? Yeah. Um, 27th of August, so in three days' time standby, so apart from Russia, we got nothing and nothing close. Uh, Melbourne's Walter and Eliza Hall Institute, they're identifying the most potent antibodies. They could neutralise the spike protein on the virus that causes the COVID, stops it from being able to enter human cells. Now, before I lose you there and lose myself, very good piece I read yesterday I'll feature later about reinfection. And if what the article says about reinfection is right, then we're all buggered, because the vaccine isn't coming, because a vaccine isn't going to stop reinvention. Anyway, almost 64% of the deaths, this treatment they're looking at in Melbourne is good for the elderly and the weakened in the immune system, because 64% of the deaths in Australia are in the aged care homes. Then separately, University of Queensland, they've got what they're calling a molecular clamp vaccine that's been found to be effective in hamsters, they need to go further than hamsters, obviously. They're in phase one, so they'll move eventually to phase three. But CSL is the company they're working with, and they could, uh, they could produce that in bulk if it works. So a lot of people doing a lot of things, but we're still, they're still all now, seemingly, talking 2021. Any idea that it was coming this
0: year? You can forget it. So surprised to hear that Russian vaccine's not happening yet. Um, and what an expert on these things that Mike Hosking seems to be.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, he knows all about it. Very good text. Reading a piece from The Lancet. This is the text at The Lancet by Sophie Cousins about New Zealand's elimination approach. It says, quote, New Zealand decision to pursue an elimination approach was a vastly different approach to usual pandemic planning which has historically been based on a mitigation model and focuses on delaying the arrival of the virus, followed by a range of measures to flatten the curve of cases and death unquote. I believe, says the text, of the idea of elimination, however good it sounded, was never a real possibility. And like most of the world, we need to learn to live with this virus till such a treatment or a vaccine is still available. Somebody else said uh, the business of the vaccine, you said before, in working with the um, reinfection rate, that doesn't preclude a vaccine. What they were saying in the text was it'll turn out like the flu. I've said often I don't regard the flu jab as a vaccine. A vaccine to me is something that fixes the problem once and for all, a flu jab doesn't fix the problem once and for all, that's why you keep having a flu jab, and that's why it's not, in my mind anyway, a vaccine which I think is, um, the more I read about what's coming out of the so-called vaccine laboratory, uh, we're dealing more with a flu than we are with what you would traditionally call a vaccine. Hope, obviously, we're wrong
0: I mean, he does know that the flu jab is a vaccine as well, right? It's just for that particular year's strain of flu Not that I'm one to criticise um, I don't know anything about anything. I'd certainly never heard of this uh, outfit before. All the ins and the outs. It's The Biz on the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Talk ZB. Uh,
1: something new for you this morning could be useful. A guy called Toby Skilton makes his uh, living in Christchurch. Uh, he's designed an app, lets you rent household items to others, called Mutu. M-U-T-U, Mutu. Uh, not dissimilar to Trade Me. You simply pay a fee to hire things like outdoor equipment and tools and furniture. And the thinking behind this, which is interesting, he reckons young people, your millennials, increasingly choosing access over ownership. Interesting way of you term, um, phrasing it, isn't it? Access over ownership. They'd rather hire something for a short period than own it. So um, basically, Mutu clips the ticket. 10% commission fee on the rentals. Further 5%, which goes to the payment provider. Uh, launching in Christchurch, so geographically limited to Christchurch next month. They've got uh, more than 1,600 people pre-registered. And uh, they're planning to expand nationwide early next year. Would you rather own your sofa, or would you rather rent your sofa? Fairly big business in fridges, dryers, TVs, but furniture. Well, well there's nothing
0: worse though than when you get that new sofa home and you mm. thought, oh, that's such a cool sofa, and then you you know you realise that you oh. can't actually lie on it. For example, yeah. you can yeah, only sit enough. up straight on it.
1: Selfridges are now renting high-end clothing. So maybe it's a maybe it's a
0: trend. Yeah I think um, uh, renting with the option to buy is probably because you know what I mean about the couch situation, don't you? You think ah oh, yeah, um, I'll be able to because um, I don't know about you, but I prefer to lie down on a couch while binge watching the fall um, or New Amsterdam if I can. And if you do that, and then the arm that your head is resting against turns out to be a lot harder than you thought and not as well padded, or it's just a little bit higher and you end up with a crick in your neck, that, that baby's going back, and you're going to try a different one, aren't you? I'm Glen ZB, quite lazy. Uh, that was the re-wrap, um, but I'm not too lazy to do another one tomorrow, so I'll see you then. <laughs>